0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this week's segment of Live Without Limits. One of the things that we're talking about today is three simple steps to sabotaging yourself. And why is that? Because for so many of us, we tend to do things that we don't always recognize what you're doing. And why is this important? Because for so many of us, we tend to do the things that will only hurt us. So the ego mind both professes its desire for love and does everything possible to repel it or it gets here anyway to sabotage it said Marianne Wilson. Three simple steps to stop sabotaging yourself. Sometimes we can be our own worst enemies. It's sad but true. Even when you think we're doing all right things, our subconscious can sneak out and undo some of our best plans. Now, what are we talking about when we're talking about sabotage because this is something that we tend to do because we feel we don't deserve what it is that we have or that we get. So we do everything in our power to cause ourselves to lose it by abusing someone, by creating That is, what we do is we create situations where we can cause ourselves to not only lose it, but give it up. So what we want to talk about is how you can take over and take control so that these things don't continue to happen to you. As a result, if we don't first get control of our deeply rooted urges and addictions to past behaviors, creating our dreams can be a lot like trying to control a bull in a china shop. Not an easy task, right? So if you feel like you've been sabotaging your own success and can't quite figure out exactly why, or how it's happening, try these three simple steps for building a pen for the bull that might be living in your subconscious mind. And let me let me talk a little bit about the subconscious mind and how it works. What happens is in that subconscious thought process, it's things that come to us or things that we hear people telling us from the time we're young children, it's the the negativity that you constantly hear, especially if you're a sickly child or if you're born with a disability, or even if you come from a family where one or the other parent came from a home where there was a lot of negativity and all they knew how to do was be negative then what they're doing is they are recreating the environment that they came from into the home that they're making with their children. And it just, what happens is it just keeps repeating itself unless you look for a way to break that pattern. First thing I'm going to do is tell you a little story because this really fits into where we are right now, when we're talking about the subconscious and how you can sabotage yourself, I know for a fact that both my parents were twins. My father had a twin sister, and my mother had a twin brother. Her twin brother passed away when they were a year old, so she really or I think deep down in her subconscious, she remembered the brother but as she grew up, she never really remembered it or thought about it until one day one of her other family members came home and mentioned that there had been a twin that 's how she remembers it. but yet, when she passed away, she very clearly mentioned her brother's her twin brother's name, which meant that deep down it wasn't her subconscious somewhere about her twin and My grandmother did not create the best environment for her children. She had 10 children, and they basically slept two and three to a bed. And even though there was 12 people in the house and she really needed a bathroom in the apartment, they lived places where they had to share the bathroom with everyone on the floor. So there was a lot of negativity that went on there. And she brought that into her home, and she created that environment. And my father came from a home where there was a lot of physical abuse, and he brought that into the home so that it was a double dose of negativity. And in both cases, it was a situation where that they just didn't know how to change or or the timing was never such that they were forced to change because whatever went on in the home was never discussed, was never dealt with. And therefore what happened is you, they had three children, two of which had a disability that the the baby in the family somehow felt that they were getting more attention, and yet at the same time she was given the freedom to choose whatever she wanted to do to limit and to live her life and go out and have a full life, and yet she resents her older sisters. So what did she do? The fact that we lived in a home that was a two-bedroom home, and I was the baby when they built that home. And so we were supposed to have three bedrooms, but it was cut down to two because someone had mentioned to my mother that since they had three bedrooms, that a brother-in-law could come and live with her when he got out of the military. Well, what she should have said was, I have two children. They each get their own room. Or one is for a guest room, and it cannot be used by anyone unless they're a guest in the home and they're not there permanently. Whatever, she could have nixed it. But her solution was to cut the home, cut out one bedroom so no one can force her to let him stay with her permanently. So what did she do? She, she, the, the room was just big enough for two twin beds. And when the third one came along, there was no room for a third twin bed. So what did they do? They got a day bed. So what happens? My sister now resents her two older sisters because she did not have a bed. And not only that, then a few years later, they sold that day bed, and they talked about adding another bedroom. Well, we even went to the architect, had him draw up plans, but it was never done, even though the home at the time was remodeled and changed from having air conditioners and a fan in the house to having a central air conditioning unit. They never added on that third bedroom. So what happened? My sister then had to sleep in the den that the couch had a hide bed So she never really had a bed of her own. So she resented her sisters for that, and she's treated them accordingly. And not only that, when my mother passed, it was originally set up as three separate trusts. But then, and that me and my older sister, because we have disabilities, we're supposed to get seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, and then supplemented it with either Social Security or SSI, whatever we were eligible for, so that we could live comfortably. But then because my mother got mad at me, she decided she was going to write me out and leave me $1 and then share it between the other two. But then someone must have mentioned to her that I could, in essence, go and sue the estate for my share. So she rewrote it but she never really set up the trust and it was all put into one trust. And my sister has spent almost seven years talking about separating them, but never has. I've had to go to a trust litigator to get all of this taken care of because I am tired of fighting my sister that she does what she wants to do when she wants to do it and I have to go through her to get the compression stockings that I need. I have to go through her to get the, the, the money paid for the dentist when I have to go. And these are things that I should be doing myself. So that what's happened is that I had to learn many years ago how not to let them live my life for me and how to take control of my own life. And I kind of let this slide because I'm not a fight, a real fighter, but she's pulled this too many times on me and I have to do something. And come to find out in Florida, there is a law that says that the trustee of the trust should be keeping clear records of all assets and all expenses and reporting them yearly. She has done none of this she, in essence, has violated the law, and she can be held accountable for that. To, because she only understands what she understands and doesn't try to, the law is going to have to be invoked just to get her to understand that she can no longer do this to her sisters. Identify the bull in the herd. Our subconscious is a wonderful place full of ideas, instincts, and intuition. These inherent traits make up who we are and how we act. For the most part, they are prized attributes. But if your subconscious is sabotaging you, it needs to be wrangled in. Start with the three steps. Spend some time, meditation, focusing on what you want to do. Then move to the things you already do that can help you achieve these goals. And lastly, try to identify the habits that are keeping you from success. If you're having a hard time identifying your bull or perhaps figuring out which is your dormant bull in the herd I suggest dealing with one bowl or your biggest obstacle at a time. Then, once you identify the goal that's keeping you from reaching success, try it. And here's one thing to think about, that you get a lot of people or, or, or someone or significant, that they're abusive, but to their subconscious mind, it's okay because they don't see themselves doing anything wrong. And yet, they're the ones that can be your biggest hurdle. They're the ones that can be the bull in the room. So it's being aware of what is going on and how that person is being negative and abusive towards you and how you can stop it. Because in my mother's case, the best way I dealt with it was to walk away from them and have very little to do with them. Even And they would go months when we wouldn't talk. I do the same thing to my sister. And, if I, and one of the reasons I'm willing to go to a trust litigator and take care of all of this is one reason and one reason only. I want her to not have any control over my life because that is where my negativity and my anger comes in. So I recognize what it is, but it took me a long time to to decide I better do something about it. Simple reason. We're three sisters. and And yes, we have a lot of cousins, but this is a family that is not close. So... You know, you don't want to totally disassociate from your family. That's the hardest thing to do. And yet, that is the one thing that I have to do because I have to take control of my life. And I can't let them dictate to me what kind of clothes I wear, what kind of shoes I I wear, where I live, or anything like that. Separate the bull from the herd. You should never look a bull in the eyes, nor should we stare down our own inner struggles. Giving focused attention to your obstacle can increase the tension and allow your bull to go wild. Instead, try to find the root of the cause. Some people spend time toiling on the Internet or watching TV or focusing on watching TV won't change the way you feel or act. Rather, identify the main reason you're experiencing the problem. Why is it that you feel frustrated, unhappy, or anxious? What is the real deep down reason that's causing you dissatisfaction? Once you have identified the obstacle and separated the bull from the herd, next. What do you do next? Well, let's first, before we talk about how you handle all of that, let's talk about why it's easy to avoid things by watching TV and getting involved in, say, reality TV and what's going on with someone else. For instance, I know someone that she's constantly, oh, I, you know, she just gets into other people's lives and how they live it. Why? Because she can't live her own life, or she's doing something that she just has. You can just tell that the, her low self-esteem is still there, because she's always like she's getting so involved in listening to things like Eckhart Tolle or someone who does it's a motivational speaker, and why that is Because it then repeats what those because she's trying desperately within her own mind. But she's so, at, at this stage, it's hard for her to really totally grasp it and understand what she's doing and why she's doing it. You're to grow the herd. After identifying the obstacle, you have a chance to embrace it and use it to your advantage to simply need to find a way to meet the needs of your bullish urges while not detracting from your main goals. Many of us have a need for nearly constant stimulation. I like to listen to music rather than watching TV, for example, while doing other things to provide that stimulus without completely distracting me from the task at hand. Whatever you see as being your biggest obstacle, you can always get to the point where it can be neutralized or even better, used to your advantage. The best way to get started is to practice visualizing yourself in the light you want with clear attention and emotion. Now, we've been talking about visualization and Why is visualization so important to understand at this point? Because with visualization, you can really put yourself in that place that you truly want to be and then help yourself understand why you do what you do and how to get rid of it, how to turn it around, how to take it and put yourself where you truly need to be in the here and now. So what are we talking about? We're talking about how to recognize the negativity in your life and how you use that to sabotage yourself from reaching your goals. We're talking about how to put together a plan on overcoming those obstacles that you are using to keep yourself from reaching your goals. And thirdly, we're talking about actually implementing that plan, taking that plan and making it work for you so that you can put yourself there where you want to be, in the present, in the past, in the future, because you can't control The past, but you can decide how you're going to take and live your life today and decide whether or not you are going to live the best quality of life possible within the limits of your life and not let other people control you and how your life is lived or where you expect to be in the future. And look at your life as something that you can do to help other people live the best quality of life within their limits by being a role model for them in so many ways because there would never any role models in my life because there were no laws guaranteeing people with disabilities the right to an education, the right to employment, that I basically had a lot of obstacles to overcome because I had a family that my mother only wanted the the government check. She wanted those food stamps that she didn't have when she was younger as a kid that her mother had 12 people in the home and bought only enough food for five or six and the first ones who got to eat got food and those who didn't didn't got the leftovers. And there was a lot of resentment in her life that she took out on her kids. And in essence, what is happening is that My sister never got married. She happens to be a lesbian, and she's literally taking it out on her sisters because she resents what was done to her, and instead of recognizing who she's angry at, she's displacing that anger and taking it out on someone who can't speak up. For instance, my sister is totally deaf. It's a nerve deafness. It's a syndrome. Because her personality is to be the placator, the the one that mediates, and that sh- what she did was she was just inflict pain on herself by abusing herself because she was so had such low self esteem because they never showed her they accepted her for sh- who she is or what she was capable of, or what she had the ability to do within herself. And, you know, we forget that, that when we, how we treat other people determines how we as a human being accept ourselves for who we are. So look for ways that you can change and turn yourself around and be truly the person you want to be and live the life you want to live. And remember, you can go to my website, and that website is the number one personalcareercoach.com.